Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With a digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Sports Report. I am your host, Tanner Monnock, and I am joined, as always, by the Herald Sports Editor, Dan Heiner. Hey, hey. We are back for another week with half of the amount of games that we had to talk about compared to last week. So we are officially out of holiday tournament season, and we're back to just covering one game a night. Yeah. Not two. So that's been real nice for us. <laughs> Not it's slightly better for my sleep habit. Okay, well, there we go. Hey, anything's better than... You know, then whatever, the, the, yeah. then whatever the heck we were dealing with like two weeks ago. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, we have less to talk about last week, but we still got some stuff to talk about. So let's get right into it. So before we get into the games that we've covered, uh, just got some acknowledgments, you know, before uh, Greenville girls saw them earlier this season. But uh, as of, you know, their win on Monday, they are now 10 and 0. So they have really just came out of the gate firing all cylinders you know we saw them when they played Nishanik, took down a defending state champ we knew they're good they're 10 and 0 now and you know what it, I, i've really believed that the two best girls basketball teams in this area were going to be jamestown and or sorry uh greenville and uh kennedy catholic mm-hmm. it was just gonna be we we knew what greenville was doing right they, they've gone in that role Kennedy's, we'll get to them in a second here, mm-hmm. but 
those I think are the two teams that are distinctly above everyone else on the girls basketball circuit yeah. in this area. And you know, this is a team I know that they want to make a run. Yeah. And they they have all the tools. That's the thing. They can shoot, they can rebound, they can play defense. They have some post players. They can move with the ball without the ball. Really, if as long as they can keep themselves from being their own worst enemy, mm-hmm. they're going to make a run this year. Some, you know, depending on how far they go, will depend on draw and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there will be a run somewhere for them. Yeah, yeah. District ten champions last year, and you know we saw them a couple times last year. They look even better this year. So yeah, once uh, I believe playoffs start end of February. Somewhere around there. So look forward to that. See how they do. But um, also, um, Dan, you were talking to me before this, but uh, coming out of Brookfield, we have a thousand point scorer to watch or future yeah, we, thousand point we scorer. Are, we are on a you know thousand point watch. Apparently, Donovan Pulowski is 17 points away. Mm-hmm. He plays your alma mater in the Golden Flashes. Champion Golden Flashes. Champion. We're coming in at 11 and 0. Or sorry, uh, 0 and 11. <laughs> very distinct difference there. I uh, almost was just very surprised for a second. Yeah, no, no, especially no. Uh, so there's a possibility. We're recording Tuesday afternoon. He could potentially get it in this next game. Yep. If he doesn't, I think their next game is Friday against Newton Falls. More than likely by the end of the week, he will have this. So yeah. just a preemptive congratulations. Yeah. So always like looking out for those things. But... um. But yeah, let's just get right into the games that we've covered. So we got four here that we've covered since the last time we talked. Uh, first one we covered since the last time we recorded was a boys game, Kennedy versus George Jr. Republic, and Kennedy won this one no problem, 75-37. And they needed a game like this. Yes. They really, really needed one. And I'm going to actually say the same thing when we talk about the girls team that we covered mm-hmm. this week. Uh the the boys just seem like everything has been kind of a knockdown drag out for them. Yeah. And I think I mentioned that when they played Harding, that mm-hmm. there was just a lot of stuff that just did not go right. And they finally started going right against George Jr. Now, part of that is due to the fact that George Jr. is not a traditional high school where there is a set roster and a set coach and everything is the same year after year. Mm-hmm. And... You can see that in, uh, what are they, the Lions, right? I think they're the Lions. You can see that in their play. I think so. Or maybe Tigers. No, it's got to be Lions. But I don't know. This is the first time they've had a basketball team in a while, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not even sure what they're... But yeah. I think they're the Lions, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah. But you can see it a little bit in their play because there's a lot of kind of just iso ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to try to just take this guy. And I, and I kind of equated it to, it was a little bit of like street court. Yeah. You know, m- try to get away with a little bit of a push here, try to get away with maybe moving on that screen there, try mm-hmm. to take this one kid when, you know, you really shouldn't try to do it because there's help side that's going to rotate over. So it was just like kind of an unconventional style. Yeah. And Kennedy with a good coach and, you know, some talent, uh, they were able to just take care of business. Yeah. And just hopefully for them get on the right track. Right. And just yeah. kind of string some wins together here now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I believe later on last week, didn't they go on to beat Sharpsville, the boys? I believe I rem- I know they played, but I'm pretty sure they won that game. But um, just another note about George Jr., you know, you if you went to, as you're checking uh, on that score. But yeah. um, you mentioned to me after that game that with George Jr., you know, they're not a traditional high school and, you know, all that. You mentioned that. But also how 
this roster changes throughout the season. Which is which is the thing that really was kind of confusing. And yes, they did end up beating Sharpsville. Okay, thought so. Uh, that Friday, they beat them sixty to fifty-two in Sharpsville, and then okay. lost to Seneca Valley on Saturday. Okay. Uh, but you no, know, you're you're one hundred percent right. I was, and I didn't know that either. Yeah, no, me you know either. he, you know, when I talked to the to the coach, uh, that that was the point that was brought up was you know we could be good mm-hmm. if we had consistency. Yeah. But his exact phrase was, "But two kids will be released by the end of the week," mm-hmm. which means that like he's just getting a rotating number of kids at various points, and he's right. just trying to string together wins. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, George Jr. ends up getting a couple more wins, you know, on the year. Just yeah. You know, for the experience for the kids, mm-hmm. uh, but for Kennedy, he, they, they needed this. Like yeah. they got off to a rough start because they didn't have a lot of chemistry coming in. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you got Mancino coming back, and he's going to run things the way that Mancino runs them, which is usually very loud. Yeah, and <laughs> and uh, you know, so getting some good signs coming from that program might show that they're getting on the right track. They have the talent; it's just a matter of kind of molding it the right way. Yeah. Yeah, so again, Kennedy went on to win that one, 75-37. to 37. So I believe that was Tuesday we covered that. Then on um, what day? What's after Tuesday? Wednesday is after Tuesday. Uh, we went and saw some wrestling. Uh, see, see what these <laughs> holiday tournaments do to us? I know. <laughs> um, and also, if you work a Saturday, you're off a Monday. It's just, I never know what day of the week is it is around here but uh anyway so yeah we saw some wrestling on wednesday last week we saw greenville taking on they went to sharon and uh walked away with a win 57 to 18 yeah and so this was kind of a weird one just because for whatever reason pennsylvania starts with like the middleweights and then push pushes kind of like it's it's not it doesn't go in order which is very confusing to me no yes and you have tons of forfeits and then then it's like oh either one of these two kids is going to go in this weight class yeah so we had had a bunch of that it took it took me a half minute to figure out what god's holy name was going on in this situation but (laughs) yeah uh it was the middleweights that really did the job for uh sharpsville in this one greenville 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 god Mm -hmm. my god greenville (laughs) Uh and it it was the middleweights they ended up doing first off let me start off with hayden robertson Let's start off with him because he was the point of the story when I wrote it. Yeah. He ends up outlasting a 10 to 6 decision. Mm-hmm. And it got the Trojans in the right, in, into the win column and got, got them some points. And that was able to kind of just get them a little bit of breathing room. Then they had some forfeits. Sharon mm-hmm. had some forfeits. Yeah. And then they got the heavyweights in. Mm-hmm. And Sharon just dominated that that end of the spectrum there. Oh, they ended yeah. up pulling away two wins there. Yeah, and you can kind of look at it from a a pure competition standpoint. Just getting those couple wins at the start with the middleweights was so big because it just got them in the right category. Because if Sharon could take those two, then you have the forfeits, and then they end up winning two heavyweight bouts. Mm-hmm. Then it's a lot closer than we were expecting. Right, yeah. Um, but, you know, Greenville, one of the top wrestling squads in the area, you know, just all the success they've had the past couple of years now, um, we kind of knew coming into this that they were looking to impress in this one. Yeah, it looks like they're going to have another solid season. Yeah. yeah um, they they have a lot of talent on this roster. I think there's going to be probably on the lower end of it. You know, you're not looking at heavyweights, but probably middle to lower Lower yeah, weights, that's definitely where yeah. you're going to have some some good strong contenders there in the lightweights and middleweights. Yes, yeah. Not only do they have a lot of talent, but also, I mean, we had a list 
of all their wrestlers. I mean, there's a ton yeah, of kids. Yeah, they're deep. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's that's why it's hard figuring out, like, who is wrestling who. Because yeah. you're, just, you're looking at a list of, like, 20 kids. Like, 17 of them are just standing, not dressed in the background. Right, yeah. I mean, just a little bit of behind the scenes just for me so I know, you know, who I'm taking a picture of. In those um, in those weight classes where it was kind of this kid or this kid is going to go, I had to listen to their bench as they're cheering them on and be like, okay, they keep calling this kid this, so it must be this person. I'm like, that, I shouldn't have I, to I do did, this. I did, I did the same thing when I was sitting in the stands Yeah, because I'm listening to the parents. I sat specifically okay, on go. the gr- on the Greenville side so I can listen to the parents just yeah. gossip about the kids. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because Sharon, you knew. They didn't have any this kid or that kid. You know, you knew Yeah, it's it this was. kid at 142. It's going to be this kid yeah. at, you know, 171 or whatever <laughs> the classes are. I can't remember. But, yeah. You know, so you knew what was going to happen. But yeah. then there was just like a coin flip for, like, and they even announced it that way. Yeah. Where it's like, you have two kids. So it's not even like you could say, oh, it's this kid. Okay, or it's this kid. And then they, they both would walk out at the same time. So you didn't know right. who was who. Yeah. But, hey, credit to Sharon's AD did give me a piece of paper I could take a picture of that made it as easy as it possibly could have been to figure out who it was. Because, yeah, they don't know who they're going to be sending out once they get to that weight class. But, uh, anyway, it was good to see some wrestling. That was our first wrestling action I believe we saw this year. So And we are going to be getting more of that. Just want to let people know. And we'll we'll touch on that in a second. Yeah, because we do have something planned for this week for more wrestling. But Yeah, uh, yeah. but also our editor, Eric Poole. Yes. Uh, he's a wrestling buff, and mm-hmm. he's going to potentially be taking over some some wrestling yes. coverage as well. Yeah. So we might have a couple wrestling things going on this week. It kind of depends on how everything kind of shakes out. Right. So, um, yeah, again, Greenville won that one 57-18 over Sharon. Uh, so more Greenville talk, this time boys basketball. They were taken on Oil City on Friday. Um on paper, this looked like it was going to be a pretty solid matchup, but Oil City ran away with things 57-24. to 24. And I was surprised. Yeah. So Oil City comes out in a 2-3 zone, and just Greenville could not find any way to actually get the ball in the basket. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not a three-point shooting team, so they just packed the paint, mm-hmm. would not let any, any passes inside. It was just like, all right, just go ahead. Yeah. And they took it and ran with it. Like, was not a contest early on. And the tough part for them is that these two teams meet again tonight, Tuesday, (laughs) in Oil City. So they're playing technically Mm back-to-back. And hopefully they find a way to get the ball inside a little bit. Yeah. Because they could, like, they would... It, w- it was literally just a bunch of passing around the three-point line. Yeah. Okay, we didn't get anything there. All right, reverse it. Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't get anything there. Reverse it back and just try to go back and forth. And then eventually it would result in like a turnover. Yeah. Or there would be a kid who maybe would shoot a, a three-pointer that was slightly contested and mm-hmm. that's not their strength. Yeah. So if there is kind of a, a chip in the armor there, it seems at this point in the season for Greenville, that might be it. Yeah. Unfortunately for them. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, we talked about the Greenville girls starting off 10-0, and but maybe people have forgotten the Greenville boys. They also had a pretty solid undefeated run to start this season, but last couple games hasn't been going their way. Yeah, and, you know, maybe it's just a rough stretch. Yeah. You know, but, you know, now, now you're at the point you don't have, like, a holiday break or whatever, right? So it's yeah. not like you have, okay, we have a few days to kind of figure things out. Because there are a lot of teams that are just like, okay, we're only, like, eight games into the year, nine, ten games into the year. 
you now got to fit in everything else in like a month. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's going to be boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You kind of got to try to right the ship here while also just dealing with the rough tide. Like, yeah. th- there's not a lot that you can hopefully... You can't waste a lot of energy trying to figure out ways of kind of fixing it. You just kind of got to try to hope that the shooters can find a way to just getting a little bit more production out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it'll be interesting to see um, how things go Tuesday night when these uh, two teams meet again. But uh, their first matchup, Oil City won 57 to 24. So, um, Monday this week, uh, you were at Kennedy versus Lakeview girls um i was off i worked saturday i was seeing some bald eagles at the eagle fest out at shenango lake oh um they didn't cooperate with me oh. i even borrowed the big 400 millimeter lens from the newcastle news i'm like oh this is gonna be the day i'm gonna get a great bald eagle shot and they're all like oh they didn't want to cooperate with me but anyway i was off monday so you were seeing kennedy versus lakeview uh kennedy they won 67 67- to 34 yeah i got to see some eagles fly away because they <laughs> there you go yeah they, they soared they soared straight past the sailors on this one yeah um so this was also another interesting game because the kennedy girls needed this as well yeah like we i think we kind of just chalk up to like the talent that kennedy normally has in boys and girls basketball uh-huh. and we don't really look at the result too much because it can be deceiving because of the schedule that they play and everything mm-hmm. but kennedy boys were not off to a good start to start the year mm-hmm. uh after that win the other day like after that win against uh george jr i think that put them at four and four if i remember correctly I believe so yeah and then you had the Kennedy girls, mm-hmm. who are coming off of a win against 5A Indiana, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah. And they came into this one, and after this one, they're 5-4. and four. Yeah. So it's yeah. a little weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they did, they loaded that front end of their schedule with some really tough competition. I yeah. remember that. They started 0-2, 0-3 or something yeah, like that they, until I saw them play Reynolds and they blew them out. Yeah. Absolutely. They, but, yeah. they started really tough, so you're sitting there going okay, well, they're playing up. Yeah. But then you talk to, like, some of the coaches and some of the players, and they're just like, yeah, you know, we also haven't been shooting well. Mm -hmm. So they kind of needed a day like this one where you're playing a good Lakeview team. Yeah, Lakeview's a solid team. They're a solid team. You're playing them at home, and they just focused so much on trying to shut down Lake Fields. Did not work. Yeah, she's hard to stop. Because it's hard to do that. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. They focused so much on shutting down Lake Fields that, like, there was just a lot of dysfunction defensively for Lakeview that when Fields was able to kick it out, they started knocking down those shots. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is a game where they start to kind of get those aspects of the game figured out because you're not going to be able to make a run in the postseason, might not even get through the D10 tournament if you're just relying on Lakefield dropping 25 because she's just a power in the paint, Yeah, you know? You're going to need something to balance out that offense. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this just kind of gives those shooters a little bit of confidence. Yeah. Like they can more consistently contribute mid-range and beyond the arc. Yeah. As for Lakeview, they – I touched on the defense, and that was the big thing for them. They, they really, really did not do a good job defensively. But also they actually knocked down back-to-back three-pointers – in this game, uh, I think it was Emma Marsteller ended up hitting back-to-back threes. Mm-hmm. And at one point, 
they only were down 12 to 6 like midway through the first quarter and then fields eventually took it over but they just like completely got away from that yeah like they just like more or less stopped shooting from the outside and we're just like we're just gonna run right through lake fields which is not a strategy that i would advise no (laughs) so they would drive they in uh gary burke the lakeview coach his exact phrase was we we were trying to over penetrate mm-hmm. we were just trying to like drive our way through and you're not gonna be able to do that against kennedy yeah so just kind of getting back into you can shoot kick it out you know triple drive do what you need to do don't try to take on people that are literally in the paint for that purpose mm-hmm. don't do that yeah right <laughs> it sounds like a common sense thing but like when you're in the middle of an action you don't really think about it that way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it was just maybe an off-processing night for Lakeview. But we'll see how everything kind of plays itself out. That's the interesting one with this game is, like, both teams could kind of swing one way or another depending on how everything goes yeah. down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, that was 67-34 to 34 Kennedy. Um, so before we move on to what we're going to be covering this week, anything else you have to add? Um. Not related to any of this, no. All right. So coming up uh, tonight, the day we're recording this, Tuesday, we're going to be heading over to West Middlesex for a boys basketball game where Sharon is taking on West Middlesex. Um, then on Wednesday, again, I like don't know what comes after Tuesday. I'm, <laughs> but uh, Wednesday, we're seeing Sharpswell at Reynolds Wrestling. Um, that should be a fun matchup. And then Thursday... Heading over to YSU, we're going to see the YSU women. Who are they playing, by the way? They are playing Robert Morris. All right. So we're, we're going to go from one Magestro, uh, to either you know Coach Magestro uh-huh. or Bella Magestro, who had yes. a pretty solid game last They're night everywhere. as well. Yeah, to the other Magestro that yes. is currently suiting up for YSU. Malia, yes. Um, and then Friday, up in the air. Yeah, we'll so I want to want to make a caveat here. We we do know we have a game that we have circled. Yes, there is also a situation of if Pulowski over at Brookfield does not get his thousand points against Champion. Yeah, then I like I said I think they're supposed to be playing Newton Falls at home Friday night. Mm-hmm. That might be the game we go to. Yes. So depending on how things shake out. As of recording Tuesday night, we'll determine what we are doing Friday. Yes, and uh, you will know where we end up when you see us there. So um, you'll you'll know if you look at the box score and tomorrow's Sharon Harold. <laughs> <laughs> what if we're look, what we're going to be doing? So. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, that'll do it. Unless you got something else to add here at the end of the show. So there's actually two notes I want to make here. Okay. First off, is a football note. Okay. Uh, Kai Wright, former Farrell standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is transferred. Really? He, he's gone from Pitt, where he primarily served as a backup uh, and special teamer. He's now going to FCS. Or no, actually, they should be FBS by this point. James Madison. Okay. So he he's made that transfer. Uh, the next one relates to uh, high school hockey. Right. Okay. Uh, the 2023 Pennsylvania High School League All-Stars were announced earlier in the week. Uh, we had three players that were selected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is Gavin Rennick. He is a he's the goalie for Nishanik. He's actually been out because he was dealing with an injury. Uh, should be coming back relatively soon mm-hmm. if he hasn't already. And the other two are uh, forward Micah DeJulia 
from Hickory and Kent Jones, also from Hickory. He's a defenseman. So we got all three layers of a hockey team covered. We got a forward, yeah. a defenseman, and a Grove City goalie. So nice. congratulations to you three. Uh, they will be competing in the, like I said, the D2 All-Star game, mm-hmm. which is supposed to take place at the end of the month down at Robert Morris. Cool. Yeah, we uh, we covered a Neshana hockey game earlier this year. That was a lot of fun. It was my first time ever shooting hockey, so... We're not going to make any promises, yeah. but we do have another game circled. So okay. we do have another game circled. We've talked about this, mm-hmm. uh, actually, after seeing that Neshana game. Yeah. So we plan on going out towards the end of their schedule. They have yeah. another game that we're going to be looking to go to. Yeah. So I think that'll do it. Uh, this week on the New Generation Sports Report. We are here every Wednesday. You can find us at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, then the New Generation Podcast every Saturday, all the same places you can find this show. So I want to thank you all for listening, and thank you, Dan. Thank you, guys.